Hey, good evening, everybody. How are you? This is Sean Kelly from um, Into the Night with Sean Kelly on UPRN Radio 105.3. How is everybody tonight? Um, thing, things are, it, it was a pretty crazy week, but, you know, eventually, you know, hopefully things will settle down. But last show on Taste and Prophecy, we had... Um, Brian Seats, who's a good dude. I, I like him. He's a friend of mine on Facebook, and we had a little bit, a uh, little bit of problems with Wi-Fi's and stuff like that. I don't know. It's been like a really goofy night. Hey, Tommy, good to see you, buddy. My friend Tommy Miller. Thanks for coming on and listening to the show. Um, I do want to say I do believe next week I found out that we're on a new time. We're still going to be on Tuesday nights, but Chasing Prophecy is going to be on 7 to 9. And I'm not sure what time my show will be coming on. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward. It's, it's it's nice to start a little early because, you know, 11 to midnight, it, it, it's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? And uh, well, let, let me jump in here right quick. You're going to be an right. hour earlier. So, you, so right now it's 10 o'clock my time. It'll be 9 o'clock. Uh, my time it'll be 10 o'clock your time so you'll get a whole hour earlier man oh wow know. that's great you'll actually that's be able to go to get actually get five minutes of sleep you gotta go to work but anyway i'm out here guys talk yellow all right so joe that was the producer okay so i'm gonna start at 10 o'clock eastern time nine o'clock central so that's a whole hour so i'm kind of happy for that uh, i'm still thinking of stuff that i want to talk about um you know, different uh, things, you know, like Bigfoots, whatever, whatever's on my mind. But uh, so we had Brian Seats on uh, the show before, and there was a little bit of Wi-Fi problems. So we're going to have him on again. But he is with uh, the uh, cryptology something. What they do is that they... Um, kind of investigate cryptos and uh it's the study of a research for animals to evaluate the possibility of existing okay so what do everybody out there think about cryptos cryptoids or cryptids um do you believe there's a bigfoot do you believe that there is um oh what's that big bird in the sky i forget the name of it it'll come to me um you know, a lot of people say that they see hellhounds, okay? Hellhounds, from what I understand, okay, are dogs, okay, say like you make a deal with the devil, right, to get monetary, whatever whatever deal you made with him. And um, whenever the time is up for the devil to collect you, he's supposed to send these so-called hellhounds after the person that grabbed their soul. So that's kind of crazy. Do I believe in hellhounds? You know, um, I, that's I'm, I'm I'm on the fence with that. You know, um, but then again, it is supernatural. It, it is definitely something that you could really look into. Um, but we had a discussion about uh, me and John and Jenny about. Um, and here's my whole thing about books. Okay, now books are good. Okay, um, 
And whenever, I mean, there's fiction and nonfiction, there's scientific ones, there's all kinds of different books out there. But, you know, you read Tommy, I'm not really sure I believe in those, but I'm not super familiar with them. Okay, um, to be honest with you, Tom, I, I, I would do a Google search on Hellhounds, and, uh, I, you know, you read what you think, and, and you come up with your idea about them, and um, we can talk about it, short, you know, shortly or next week, you know. But they do sound fascinating, you know, if they're for real, you know, if they're for real. But that that's what... Um, I just lost my train of thought, but I'll just keep on talking until I get it again. But so, oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> back to the authors. Okay, so me and John discussed this, right? And um, what I have a problem with is that, say like I just read a book on Leviathans, okay? So, I read this book. It's a great book on Leviathans. Now, the author who wrote that book, where did he get his information from? You know? And so, it, it just seems like if you're a good author and you write about something different or whatever, and by the time it reaches to where 20 years or what, however, you know... Uh, What's the last book? Sarah, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I can't read a book, and I'll tell you why. Um, because I start at the beginning, maybe for a chapter. Then I get bored with it. Then I jump to the middle, and then I jump to the end. What I like to do is uh, get those audio books, you know, and I put those in my car, and I listen to them. You know, um, but I haven't done that recently, but it's plus, you know, I'm not afraid to say this, but, you know, whenever I read something, I have to read it over two or three different times. The reason being is because it's hard for me to comprehend what I read. I hope I hope that helps you out, you know, so I don't know what it is. It's just there's a lot of times when I read, I don't understand what I'm reading. Um, it just seems like the only, I, I remember when I was in ninth grade that I wrote, I read a book on Rocky Blyer, you know, that's about it. Um, whenever I have a guest on or whenever we have guests on Chasing Prophecy, I go to the wiki, you know, the Wikipedia of the person that we're having on. And then I jot down notes, you know, and, um, it's funny when I do that, when, when I jot down notes and, different things, um, and it's my time to speak, you know, um, I, I, I still jumble it, you know, because I just, I don't know, it's like I have this in front of me, what I want to say, and the notes that I have, but I don't know how to put it into a paragraph, if you guys can understand that. Um, but... We talked about, Sarah was listening to the other show, the last show, and we were talking about Supernatural, you know, and and I'd like to get more into that, you know, I had a lot of ideas pop into my mind um, uh, on some of the topics that 
um, I want to come up with, you know. I'm not really well prepared tonight, so I'm just going to talk for the hour and hopefully, you know, come up with something interesting. But that that's about it. It, it, it when Whenever, you know, I look at or I hear, let's say I hear about a guy writing a book about Leviathans, okay? Where does the author get his information from? Okay. Is it is it tales? Is it old wives' tales? You know, is it stories that were, you know, told to everybody around a campfire? You know, but it just seems like I guess it, it the writer knows how to write, and so people get really you know truly involved with it, you know. And, and so that, that's my only big deal about books and, and stuff. It's like, it's not the book itself, okay? Not even a book, a video or whatever. Um, the kinds that you see on um, YouTube. But it, it just, I don't know. I guess that's just me. And you know what? That's okay. You know what? Maybe down the road, I'll kind of figure out. Maybe, maybe, right? I'll be able to comprehend the book. But you'll be the first one to know, Sarah, I, when I read a book. You'll be the first one to know. So how's everybody doing tonight? I hope everyone's doing okay. Um, as you know that I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I was wondering, and it snowed here today. It really did. And it, it was kind of a surprise. I mean, it was laying on the cars. It was one of those big, heavy snows that, you know, that are wet and the flakes are like huge, you know, wasn't really ready for it, you know what I mean? Um, they said it was going to have a little bit of snow, but not a lot. And then um, we got a lot, you know, so, but it, it, and like, and I think Sarah, you, you, you were talking, Tony, we're doing good. Wasn't expecting the snow today either, huh? Yeah, I wasn't. But, you know, Sarah was listening to the show before and, and it, you know, and John brought up how, how creepy it is now um, being so getting dark so early and stuff. And, and I was uh, sitting down a couple days ago and um, I'm sitting there watching TV and I'm thinking, holy hell, it's about eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And I look up at the clock and it's only 630, you know. And then when I wake up for work at 4.30 in the morning and I get to my car at 5 to go to work, honest to gosh, it is just like, wow. It just seems like there's a million eyes looking at me as I go into my car, you know. And um, sometimes I, I get kind of creeped out. You know, I don't know if anybody else out there gets creeped out, but I do definitely get creeped out. Um, it, it's just... This is craziness. Yep, this whole week has been off. Definitely doesn't feel right tonight. Do you do you have an idea, Sarah, why um, it doesn't feel right tonight? I'd like to hear it. And my my guests would like to know, you know, what what you feel feeling is right. There's definitely. Oh, Tommy Miller says there's definitely been a different vibe since last week. 
Could the blood moon have anything to do with that? That's a good question. Hey, Northwest, welcome back, bud. Pleasure to have you guys here. Um, I don't know. What's a blood moon? You know, I'm not, you know, really into it. Is Oh, it was a blood moon. It was like, um, wasn't it the eclipse that happened? I don't know. But I'll tell you what, it, 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 it was a really creepy, creepy week. So it just seems there is something off in the energy. Maybe the moon cycle or change of season. That's possible. Very possible. Um, did we not just have an eclipse lately? I'm wondering. I think we did. You know. But yeah, the energy is crazy out there. Um, I remember walking out of work the other day. And it was like 2 in the afternoon. And uh, it, it just like felt really... I don't want to say evil, you know, but it, it felt intense, you know, and I'm a meat cutter for a supermarket here in Pittsburgh. And even my customers are like really mean, you know, they, they weren't just not in their right mind. Um, maybe there's something going out there in spirit world that we just don't know what's happening. Or maybe there's something going on, um, in the government or some kind of secret society or or whatever that is just like um just doing something that just ain't right um you know they had what about two three months ago they had discern where these people blew up some molecules i'm not really big into that because i really don't understand it yet and maybe down the road i will be able to understand but you know, there was a lot of things that have Sarah, how does this affect the paranormal? Does the group notice an uptick in the spirits interaction? Yes, it does, Sarah. Absolutely. Um, there should usually there's a lot more uh, sightings. There's a who's Art Greenfield? Who's that? I don't even have a clue. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, it does have an uptick on it, you know, whenever the energy's like really, really crazy. Yes, there's a lot of paranormal situations that happen. Ghosts come around or no people see it. North, yes, molecules make a solid form if enough energy. Uh, you would love to. It, it, do you have a paranormal group down there where you live, Sarah? If you do. Um, go to the group and um, go out with them. And I'm sure that you, you will be able to experience something like that. Oh, Art Greenfield says that is the Artemis missile launch. Huh. Can you explain that a little bit more for me, Art? So I can, in fact, you know what? I'm going to write that down. So maybe I'll bring it up next week on, on the show. This is pretty good. Artemis missile launch. Okay, got that written down. But yeah, um, I guess I guess you can say you know a lot of people were you know that that have been around for a long time and they talk about the veil thinning around October November. Um, I personally think, in my experiences, to be honest with you, that the veil was. Um, always low, always low. And 
maybe it's even lower than what we expect it to be. That's a very good possibility. That it possibly will get, like, what happens if the, if the bill goes completely down? Did anybody, anybody ever think of that? What if the veil actually came completely down? So we see ghosts everywhere. We see all kinds of demons. We say, okay. Sarah says she just moved back to PM, unfortunately, so still getting settled. Thank you, though. Oh, you're welcome. There's a lot of good paranormal groups out there, you know, um, in the Pittsburgh area. Very good. In wherever part of PA that you're in, you know. Um, Northwest Paranormal Research Group says we also might have micro black holes passing around us all the time. You know, if I'm not mistaken, Northwest, that those micro black holes are part of the CERN that happened a while back. Oh, um, oh, what Art Greenfield, the Artemis missile launch, it says it goes up in one hour. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but the black holes that you're talking about, um, I do believe when the CERN exploded, that it created a lot of these little black holes. And a lot of people think that those are portals. I'm not really sure about that, to be honest with you. I, I don't have a good answer for you on that. But that's what I've read. So maybe, maybe they are, you know, and maybe these little, uh, oh, Northwest says it's called the Mandela effect. Okay. I've heard of that before. But I'm not sure really, really know what it's all about. But hopefully down the road, we'll write that down and, and figure that one out, you know. <clears throat> Mandela effect. There you go. Okay, we're good. But back to what, you know, with the people, when I say that people are talking about the veil thinning, what do you think happened? Well, what would you think would happen if the veil actually completely came down? Well, according to people who believe in that, okay, if the veil got completely down, then... I guess we'll be living with spirits. You know what I mean? We'll be able to see all the spirits. Or or will we? You know, that you know, and it's not just that I just thought about this, you know, a couple, you know, today or whatever, but I've, I've really thought about this a while back. Like what happens if the veil actually completely went down? You know? Oh, okay. Northwest says uh, nuts signs will fail. You know, so I don't know. My son is a scientist and he has his uh, doctorate in some kind of microbiology kind of stuff or something. I know that he can make something that could really hurt people and I know he can make something that can cure people. You know, and that's kind of that's kind of scary. Um, he don't really talk about what he does, okay? Um, but I remember when he was at the universities that he, you know, went to for that he did some government work, you know. 
and um, and 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 to sit back and and I'll be honest with you, he knows how I feel. Um, to sit back knowing that somebody that you know and that you love could possibly do make something and you know to hurt people, you know, if. I, I don't know. It, I have a hard time accepting that sometimes. You know what I mean? I do. But you know what? Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I mean, we we try to take control of situations that we have. But a lot of the things that happen to us, you know, we have no control over. And you have to ask yourself a question. Why? Why is this happening? I mean, was it written in the book many years ago that this is going to happen on this certain day where something, you know, you get into a car accident? Was it random that you got in this car accident? Or was it that it was foretold if it was going to be an accident? I don't know. That's what Northwest says. Just like a big bang, big bang now it's, it is wrong. What just like the big dang? What's the dang? I don't I don't know what you mean, bud. Do not know what you mean. So I, I don't know. Can you you know tell me a little bit more what you're trying to say there, Northwest? I truly appreciate it. You know, um, Northwest is from Washington State. Uh, the Big Bang Theory. I have. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's better. Sarah, well, technically speaking, I guess it depends. I'm not much of a Bible believer, but it does mention the tearing of the veil into the Holy of Holies, which meant all were welcome to approach the divine directly. Okay, so maybe that means if the veil between worlds falls, it would be access to all, not necessarily a bad thing, just free interaction between worlds. Thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate that. Um, truly. Thank you. Um, makes a lot of sense. Thank you again, Sarah, for for writing that. That that was pretty cool. Um, so so I will read what Sarah said again to the people uh, out there who are listening. She goes, Well, technically speaking, I guess it depends. I'm not much of a Bible believer. But it does mention the tearing of the veil into the Holy of Holies, which meant all were welcome to approach the divine directly. So, so maybe that means if the veil between worlds falls, it would be access to all, not necessarily a bad thing, just free interaction between worlds. Wouldn't that be crazy, sir, everybody out there, if you could actually interact between both worlds? Well, that would be like really like crazy. I mean, you know, so you got great grandpa there, you know, seeing you doing some kind of work and he's trying to tell you what to do. And but he's a ghost. He's a spirit. You know, something like that. But you know what? I I believe with all the technology that they have going on today, that if uh all, all our grandpaps and grandmas and stuff came, um that it would actually, um, they probably like send me back. Thanks, Denise. Appreciate that. Hey, it's good to see you, hon. Good to see you, Denise. Thank you for coming on. 
Um, but yeah, um, that, that's a good question because if I was a grandpa and I come back and I seen kids playing with phones and all the gadgets that they have out there now, I'd be like, send me back. Do not want nothing of it, you know. That would probably be me. I'm not sure, but maybe. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to see. Maybe someday that it will come down completely and we can dwell into, um, we can have, you know, share both worlds. That, that would be insane. That would, that would be really, that'd be crazy. You know what I mean? But um, so that, that's like I thought about a, a lot of, a while back, a lot of times and a long time ago. And so I'm going to jump around a little bit because, like I said, I wasn't prepared today. But if anybody out there has a question, feel free to ask. Or if anybody wants to share anything, um, please do. You know, I try to intermingle you know, to the best of my ability with people. Uh, Sarah Forbes says, what's the best evidence your team ever captured as proof of the paranormal? Um, good question. Uh, there was a girl in my group, Val, and we were out in the cemetery. Um, what the hell's the name of that? It's over in New Brighton. It's called Grove Cemetery, to be honest with you. And um, what happened, she was just sitting down on the ground, and she snapped a picture, and there was a man standing over a grave, you know. There wasn't like five or six of us that night and it was like 98 degrees out i mean it was it was really really hot and uh so she took this picture and there is a picture of a guy uh standing over a grave and he's wearing like one of the old time suits you know heavy wool suits that'd be the best you know as far as i can see but you know i look at it like this everybody who grabs something, it, it's not so much, you know, having proof of the paranormal, because I believe that if you're in a paranormal investigator, that if you see anything or catch anything that is totally different, then, yeah, I'm sure people really, you know, I'm sure there's some groups out there, there's some people who investigate that just look at say okay this is different so this could be something and then you know take it home the next day look at it on the computer or listen it to on if it's on you know on a digital voice recorder you know play the tape back you know and uh very cool signing up <laughs> i'm retired hon but there's there's a couple good groups out there you know um, it's called Reps, Reverend Entity Paranormal Society, and, um, they're good, and most of the groups are good, you know, and, and a lot of the groups here in Pittsburgh, especially in Pittsburgh, they really, really, um, try to help people, you know, you know, they're all good. They're all good groups. Now, there's some, a couple out there, none that I know of out here in Pittsburgh, 
you know, or in the Butler area, Westmoreland, Green County area, um, that that aren't bad. They're all good, you know. So um, with me being retired, okay, um, that's what I'm doing. I'm retiring, but I'm also here. You know, if somebody wants to start a group, I can help them. You know what I mean? It, it wouldn't be my group if they say, hey, Sean, listen, I want to start a group with some friends of mine. You know, can you kind of like tell us what to do? And I'd be more than happy to do that, you know. Um, somebody told me the other day that uh, there was uh, no way that I'm leaving the paranormal field. In fact, it was yesterday. Um, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to go separate route. Maybe I want to do cryptids or whatever. Um, but I, I did enjoy, I did enjoy going out, but I am 60 years old and I'm just tired. I'm tired because there's a lot of travel and that has to be done with it, you know? And, um, I just don't have the time to, to look at, um, evidence or anything like that. I don't. You know, um, so that's that's where I'm at with that. But Sarah, if you want to look around, you know, just check out the Pittsburgh, you know, type in Pittsburgh paranormal groups. And if there's any like really close to you, you know, check it out. You know, I'm sure it'll take you in. Northwest says, I think I can understand the veil idea like a glass of water ever rising, not knowing what's past the water that um at water of water huh that's a pretty neat thing that's pretty interesting you know i'm sorry I'll, I'll read that again he says i think i can understand the veil idea like a glass of water ever rising not knowing what's past the um of water okay that's pretty interesting. Um, sounds good. Oh, what a shame. This is Sarah. Says, oh, what a shame. Get it, though. Write on. Write an actual true book. Can't go wrong with an autobiography because it's your own story. Um, starting it, you know. But thank you. But it, it, it's just time. It's just time to get Oh, rim of water. Okay. Thanks, bud. Now I can understand. But maybe I'll, I definitely will. You know, uh, I would like to write. In fact, I did start a book on some of my investigations, you know, but uh, that's pretty, pretty cool about the autobiography. You know, um, maybe I can get somebody to help me write it, you know, because um, being from Pittsburgh, we have our own you know, type of uh, language, okay, and I am one of the most, <laughs> I am one of the most person, people that um, I speak in double negatives, and I'm sure, thanks, thanks, Sarah, appreciate it, but I'm, like, I, I speak a lot of double negatives, I, I was told that I speak double negatives, and, you know, I catch myself every now and then, but um, but maybe somebody out there could give me a hand writing it. That would be pretty cool. But um, 
But what I'd like to do, you know, I got like about 20 minutes left, you know, and um, and we'll see what happens. Northwest says, I'm very proud to have talked to you and being part of your show. Thank you. That's pretty neat. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And we enjoyed having you, and I enjoy having you on my show tonight. And um, maybe we can get you on as a guest. You know, since you are out at Washington State, um, you know, you're, what, three hours behind us in the East Coast, so that would be a decent time to um, get you on the show. It would be, what, uh, 7 o'clock your time. But Washington State, it, it in a little bit of Washington State, you know, I see all the pictures, you know, and it's mainly all kinds of trees and stuff like that. And, um, and I wonder how much stuff is out there in the woods. Well, seriously. Any upcoming guests on the agenda other than Northwest, that is? No, none at all. Um, no other guests is coming up. You know, no upcoming guests at all. Ah, cool. No, Sarah, no, no guests coming up. You know, I'm just going to talk. <laughs> or if one wants to come on, then they can come on. But, uh, nope, nobody coming on. Maybe I'll get my producer to come on next week or whatever. Now, it might be a little bit more easier now because we are, I'm going to go down to 10 o'clock p.m. And that's a little better hour than coming on at 11 because it is kind of late. You've heard of Bigfoot's out in Washington State. Um, now, it says that you're a paranormal research group. Do you just research um, spirits, you know, um, or do you actually might get into trying to find Bigfoot Northwest, you know? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. And maybe we can we'll definitely get you on the show. But, um, yeah. So we'll see what we go from there. And if you want to be a part of, you know, if you do want to be a guest on my show, you know, just send me a message on the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society um, Facebook page, and then I'll get you on, and we can talk about something. If there's something that you say, like, don't want to come on the show, okay, but you really would like something, you know, to talk about, then tell me about it again in the messenger. And um, we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, Northwest says, we try to go all, okay. Um, and then they come back and said, paranormal means beside normal. <laughs> That's funny because do you think this world out here is normal now? I don't think so. So maybe we're living in a paranormal world. What do you think of that, guys, ladies and gents? We're living in a paranormal world. That is wild. That's very, very possible. From what I've seen, I think we are. <laughs> because God only knows what, what's going on. Like um, Jenny was saying last week, she said, what about vampires on Northwest? Oh, okay. That's a good question. Uh, Northwest, uh, Sarah's asking you, what about vampires? And um, what I think about vampires, you know, I'm on the fence with that too because I've watched a lot, some 
documentaries on vampires. And I know for a fact that there are three big vampire uh, groups found in New Orleans, you know. And um, never really, really thought about, you know, checking it out. Um, is it possible? Yeah. You know, um, who knows? But maybe I can, in fact, you know what, maybe I'll start looking into that. But I'm not going to offer up my blood. <laughs> you know, maybe cut my finger or something like that. They want some blood, but no, they're not going to suck it out of my throat. No, 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 no. But, um, but that's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting situation there. Vampires. Okay, I'm going to write that down right now and, and, and do some research on that. Let's see about that. So, Northwest, what do you think of vampires? Tommy Miller, do you, what do you think of vampires? Okay, Northwest goes, well, I feel people who eat other people might be. Okay, so there's a word for them, and I don't know what that word is. I don't think they eat them. I think they just suck their blood out. I don't think they eat them. Um, I think they, you know, that that's interesting. No. Cannibal. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Well, Sarah, thank you very much. Yeah, cannibal. Yeah. Thank you, Holly. Cannibalism. Yeah. And you know what? That's crazy. That's crazy. But then again, you know, if I do remember, there was an airplane crash a long time ago in the 70s, I'm not sure, that in order, the way, well, the Donner Party, if I'm not mistaken, please correct me if I'm wrong, but the Donner Party, you know, where um, they were stuck out there and, you know, they had to eat people to survive, you know what I mean? So... Maybe there's some good part of being a cannibal, but there's probably, you know, in order for you to survive, you have to do something. Uh, the soccer team. Thanks, Northwest. Appreciate it. What was that soccer team? But, you know, I guess you have to do drastic things at drastic times, different times, to uh, to survive, you know? I mean, if you just go out right now and, and kill somebody and take them home, like Jeffrey Jeffrey Dahmer, man, that that I don't know that that that's not good, you know. That I don't even want to talk about that. But if you had to survive, you definitely would. Yes, Northwest says yes. If you have to survive, you, you do what you got to do. But um. So this is this been a pretty good show, nice and relaxing. Um, I'm gotten about twelve minutes left, but so if anybody else has any other questions, feel free to ask. Um, but what I'd like to end on, you know, toward the end of the show, um, is you know, one of my uh, investigations that I did, um, how if it was good. Um, I remember when we first started in 2006 that we used to go down to Prospect Place down in Trimway, Ohio. And when we first went down there, I mean, the great-grandson of the person who lived there, you know, um, would hold ghost hunts, you know. And it was the big deal back then. I don't know if it's really big now. I'm not sure. I haven't been down to Prospect in a long time. 
but they ever in prospect they have the barn and the story behind the barn is that there was um a guy that was going after you would you know when when the slaves escaped you know there was a guy that went and to get them to take him back and people found this guy and they hung him in the barn okay and so we did some um, investigating over in the barn and you know, it's definitely haunted i know the ghost brothers were there you know um i, I do believe there's a couple other uh paranormal tv shows that were done and but you know it the experience was great in the barn now down in the cellar is another really big place to go to now here's what's really crazy about the cellar okay in the winter time if you would die um they would actually bury you down there until the ground got soft so they could bury you so there's like a really big um i'm gonna say like tub but it's made out of brick that's in uh the ground there and they used to cover the dead bodies over with um ice in order to preserve them uh in order to um bury them when it became when the ground thawed out but it was also a place where you can actually um where the slaves would go underneath the house it's a, you, to be honest with you um i'll screw the story up so i don't want to ruin anything so if you want to read about the prospect please please google it okay please google it and read about it and i do believe right now that it's such a popular place that you really have to go in january and try to find a time to go uh northwest do you uh, <laughs> northwest goes do you get santa this do you get called santa this time of the year my friend you should make children happy <laughs> yeah i was called santa claus but the lady had to be about 86 years old today um i i i do um, and it's not cause of laziness because I think my work wants me to be a Santa Claus because I, you know, I do pass on it. You know, I have a story about that I'd like to share with you. But Denise says, uh, I've heard to hear, I've heard. <laughs> that's true, Sarah. <laughs> Good. But that's once a year. Uh, Denise says, I've heard, I've heard to hear three knocks and answer lets the spirit come in. I often dream of hearing three knocks. I always refuse to answer. Seems odd that I get those three knocks. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, wow. You know, right now, Denise, no, but dreams. Um, I, I know, but when you dream of something in, in it, they're true <laughs> some dreams do come true i i'll tell you what i'll do for you denise um i will look into that with you and then i'll just give you a message and i'll, I'll tell you what i feel, feel about the thoughts on that uh, it's a little too late right now i'm not trying to not, you know like push you away or anything like that but i'm getting close like seven minutes and i gotta go but definitely denise i will definitely look at that uh, Sarah Forbes says, uh, Santa counts as paranormal. You can stay in the field with that. 
that'd be, like I said, that's only one day of the year. Oh, you're welcome, Denise. I, I promise you, I will get back to you on that. Um, Northwest Paranormal Research Group says, I believe they talk to you in dreams. Ah, okay. <laughs> and uh, Northwest goes, uh, you're you adorable. Oh, thanks. Um, but the story I want to share with you about that, this was like about 10 years ago. Me and my brother were down at a restaurant here in Pittsburgh called Eaton Park. And so it was like on a Saturday night. I just got off of work, and so me and him, he met me down here for dinner. And so we're sitting there eating, and all of a sudden I look my head, and I see this little kid, okay, kept staring at me. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> you know, but he kept staring at me and smiling. And I'm like, okay. And I'm telling my brother about it. And, and he turns around and looks and saw the little kid smiling. And so about 10, 15 minutes later, they got from their table because they were done eating. And the grandmother came over to me and said, my grandson thinks you're Santa Claus. And uh, he had autism. Okay, and he couldn't walk. He was in like in, in a stroller or, or a wheelchair of some type. And I went over to him and I sat down and, you know, told, you know, I'm, I guess he can call it a white lie or whatever. But uh, I did say, well, I could be, you know. Thanks, Northwest. And, and he just had the biggest smile on his face knowing that he was talking to somebody that looked like Santa Claus. And her grandmother was so cool. And I, I, I tell you what, I was going through a bad time, you know, when that was happening. And when I saw that little kid smile, his face just smile brightly. And that telling his grandmother, thinking I'm Santa Claus, that every, every negative feeling ever just went away that day, you know, that, to make that kid smile, thinking that I'm Santa. So we'll see. Um, it, it just touched my heart. And and again, it's crazy because you go to places, you're put into situations that you don't ever think what you have to do. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that, brother. And uh, But it was good. Thank you, Denise. It was it was something. I mean, Denise, you see my brother. You can tell him he was there when it happened. So I gave the guy, I gave the kid a dollar. I said, "Go buy some candy," you know. But it it, it, it was touching. But I'm getting close to the closing time. It's the witching hour, you know. I got three minutes left, and it's a lot of responsibility to be Santa, but it's a huge honor. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. It is a responsibility. So we'll see what happens. And when Christmas time comes around, we'll, we'll hopefully, you know, have some Santa stories to tell you. Um, but it is getting close to the witching hour. And I just want to thank everybody for um, joining my show tonight. Sarah, Northwest, Denise, Tommy, and everybody else out there who was listening tonight. I truly appreciate it. And I just want you to remember, though, 
next week, my show comes on at 10 p.m. on Tuesday nights on UPR and radio. It's 10 p.m. on UPR and radio 105.3. And Chase and Prophecy will be from 7 to 9 at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 to 8 Central Time. So hopefully I'll be able to see uh, everybody out there. Come back again, and um, we'll see what we can talk about. Thank you. That was the best closing ever. Thank you, Northwest. I appreciate that. Well, Jenny's grandkids can visit. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> don't know. I don't think so. Not going to happen. Nah. But uh, everybody have a great um, Parents, you know, go to your children. And give them a hug. And tell them that you love them. And children, go to your parents and give them a hug. And tell them you love them. If you have no children, go to somebody that you love dearly and give them a hug. Those three words, I love you, go a long way. It, it helps you make you through the day. So on that note, I want to wish everybody a good evening. Thank you again for coming on and listening. And I will definitely talk to you all tomorrow. All right. Good night, everybody. Happy hunting. Now we just go to work.